0: Hello, and welcome to Conversations with Criminals. My name's Matt Price, and I had a few questions about crime and criminals that I wanted answering. This podcast is the answer to those questions. Of course, I I say that quite casually, but up until a few years ago, I never spoke to anyone on the wrong
1: side of the law. So this podcast is also my journey.
0: There are times when I wonder what would have happened if I took revenge on the guy who attacked Martha. I wonder what would happen if I at least put up some kind of fight or did something. And for years I beat myself up and I would tell myself, well, you did nothing. And it's just, it's my pride talking. You know, I've watched movies the same as everybody else. And the reality is if you attack somebody... Whatever your reasons, the chances are you will end up in jail because that's the way the law works. And the truth is, I didn't do nothing. I actually did the most important thing that I could have done. I respected Martha's wishes. She wanted me to be there for her and she wanted to make sure that the guy got a criminal record, which he did. There's still a part of me, just just every now and again, not really enough to even bother me that much, that thinks, well, yeah, it takes a big man to walk away but maybe it takes a real man to do something but that is just my pride and that brings me to today's guest today's guest is a guy called andy costello andy is a guy who runs project mayhem in exeter it is a mixed martial arts gym it's on a farm i went out there to meet him i met a couple of his fighters who were great company they were very funny the banter was great there's a, it's a gym that is spit and sawdust I suppose you would say but it's a gym that is high on morale and Andy trains champions he is very modest about his own ability like a fighting man or a good fighting man he is understated and has a quiet level of confidence that I really respect he was a former policeman he lost his job as a policeman for reasons that we'll get into he is very open about his struggle with alcoholism as well he went to AA and The thing that really stood out for me was before meeting him, I'd read up about him. I'd heard about him and he his daughter was punched and he took violent revenge on the guy who did it and he went to jail for it. So he's seen both sides of the law. And that's why I really wanted to talk to him, because his story is something that really struck a chord with me or that part of it. I told a friend about him. And he said to me, oh, well, he's obviously the exact opposite of you. And I won't lie, it hurt me for a moment, but we're not the exact opposite. We just took the opposite course of action. And I really believe that because anybody can lash out. And I'm glad that I didn't because it could have been me that went to jail. Andy has turned his life around after losing everything. And he talks about being bullied as a child and learning to defend himself, about joining the police, about fear throughout his career as a policeman about having a huge reputation amongst his colleagues as being a man who could deal with hardened criminals and the pressures of being in the police force losing his job in the police and then going to jail and how he turned his life around he also competes in chess boxing which is something that intrigues me now and this is It was a great conversation. I'm so glad I met him, and I really hope you enjoy it.
2: Uh, I was brought up in Exeter. Okay. uh, And lived with my mum and dad. And uh, I was kind of a geek as a child, so I was a chess champion. I pressed flowers, collected scrapbooks and what have you, which, which inevitably meant... That from that fairy tale childhood you know, I was kind of bullied a little bit as a kid so uh, okay. uh, th- that's when I sort of started getting into weight training and martial arts I mean as a kid numerous times I was punched in the head and didn't do anything back so, so that, that, was, uh, that was a driving force for me I, I just thought if I hit that person back they're going to hit me twice as hard you know they, they, this is someone who can beat me okay. you know and, and I didn't really have it in me I didn't have that aggression in me to fight back I hadn't had that kind of upbringing uh, you, you know, which made me an easy, easy target. Now, by the time I went to boxing, I'd made my mind up that I'd had enough of that. that if, if someone hit me again, uh, you, you know, I'd be hitting them back.
0: And how old were you then at that point? 17. So you've been a very studious kid. You've yeah. been bullied. you yeah. decided, right, I'm going to learn to defend myself. Yeah. I've decided on the you know, on, on boxing and on judo, and I understand the logic behind it. So, you, yeah. you know, and... Then, at 18, you joined the police, which is an interesting decision. What prompted you to join the police? Um, at the
2: time, it was a very fashionable career for people who weren't graduates. Um, it's <laughs> right, OK. <laughs> it was, but my mum and dad thought, it, thought you know, this, this is a good career for someone with O-levels who hasn't been to university. Um, it, it was well paid. I don't know if you remember the Maggie Thatcher era? Yes. You know, with the miners' strike, and she really upped the paying conditions. She realised that Politically, she needed a strong police force behind her, uh, you know, and a motivated police force behind her if she was going to tackle uh, th- those those problems. Now, obviously, uh, you know, I, I don't know how how that will be judged in history whether what she did was good or bad, but uh, that, that was that was certainly the thinking behind making the police such a good job in terms of career. You retired at fifty, you were well paid, well looked after. And uh, yeah. you, you know it was, it was seen as desirable.
0: And uh, the only thing I, whenever I think of the police, and this is just, I'm sure a lot of people must think this. You think about the training, and that there's, or it might be part of the recruitment where you've got to throw a tennis ball against the wall and then catch it in the other hand to prove you have coordination. Do you remember that? Yeah. How do you know that? Uh, I I don't know how I know it. Yeah. I think yeah because yeah. I'm from Cornwall, you people either wanted to. to Tried, to, tried and failed to get into the Marines, which is understandable. Right. I'm not knocking anybody for that. Yeah. Or they were going to the Navy or they were trying to get into the police. And I think I knew people who wanted to join the police who said, Yeah, and it's not as easy as you think it is. Yeah. You know, and, and so obviously the, there's, there's training. So, how, how long was the training for the police?
2: Uh, your basic military style training uh, is three and a half months, and you went away to a regional training centre for that. So you've got to come marching around every day lessons, exams, PT. Um, And then after that, you you go to a police station where you're assigned a tutored constable and you're on probation for the... You're with him for 10, 10 weeks... And then on probation for two years, during which time they have a good look at you, and they can dispense with your services at any time on the grounds that you're not suitable.
0: And what sort of things do you do then when you're a new policeman? I mean, because you, uh, what, what, what do you do on that probationary period? What? It, uh,
2: my first station was a, a relatively cushy rural one. I don't know if you know Saltash.
0: Oh yeah, know Saltash. Yeah, well, it's yeah. Cornwall, isn't it? Yeah, yeah about, that's oh, it. Just yeah. about. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, so, so then it was sort of relatively minor matters. And there would be a handful of notorious families who wouldn't qualify as notorious in any other kind of city. Okay. You know, They, they might have a, a late night domestic or something, something like that and you'd come around and say, come on guys, calm it down. That was about as dangerous as it got.
0: Was it difficult to deal with though the first time?
2: Yeah, after a second, third, fourth. I just felt so... So inadequate, I was 18 years old. On night shift, they only have one police officer, and I'd be driving around thinking, please, God, don't let anything serious happen.
0: And were you driving around by yourself? Yes, you
2: Yeah. After, after the initial 10 weeks with the tutor constable, uh, you're left, you, you, you're on your own. So I would be driving around myself with, with a certain amount of training um, and a certain amount of knowledge, but no life experience and no credibility. Uh, I, I would watch, for example, a Tudor constable uh, who was much older than me say, "Come on, lads, calm it down." If there was a little bit of a dispute after, and I'd just try and mimic that. But coming from an eighteen-year-old, it just doesn't sound the same. It doesn't have the same credibility. You know, like, well, who, the, the big term was "YTS policeman." That, that just got thrown at me all the time. I don't know if you remember the youth training scheme. Yeah. It, it, so it's it's difficult uh, for an eighteen-year-old to do a policeman's job.
0: And then how? Where, where did you progress from there? Because you stayed.
2: Yeah, from there I went to Charles Cross, which is one of the busiest stations in England and Wales. So, I mean, that's been uh, that, that's been proven and that's been raised in Parliament. And that places Plymouth, which is a rough city, from my. Perspective. I don't know if, uh, you know, from my police perspective, that it's, it's a tough city. And uh, I'd I police Union Street, and at that time, it was packed. You'd have 10,000 people pulling out onto the streets and the pubs and clubs at closing time. And yes. none of them seemed to like us.
0: Well, no, I bet they didn't. But, <laughs> but it seems that there's sort of mixed military there. So you've got army, you've got navy, you've got marines as well. So, and I... Is the military police down there?
2: You, you had a couple of MPs, yeah. uh, two military policemen, uh, who, who would deal with, uh, the, you know, the military, uh, any, any kind of military people who were getting into any trouble. They weren't too bad. They're, they're, they're fine. They're, they're, they're disciplined individuals oh, yeah. who've been chosen because, you know, they, they haven't been in trouble with the police. They're not anti-authority, um, so so that was a little bit of a misconception. The idea that that was a problem, the fact that you had drunken Marines, you had 4-2 four, four or four zero commando down there, yeah. uh, th- you know that th- that was it was a misconception that they were a problem. They, they weren't really. It was the chavs, the gangs of chavs. Okay. Uh, you, uh, you know what I mean? Who, who had a fighting culture? Were willing to use weapons? Were willing to fight as a unit? And, and those kind of people necessitated a different kind of doorman to the sort of doorman that you might maybe find in Cornwall. Sure. Tough, hard doorman, who weren't particularly keen on the police themselves. You know, there was no SIA, no screening. So uh, we, we weren't particularly liked by anyone down there.
0: And what about the fear elements of that? So you've gone from being in Salt Ash then as a in a small community thinking what if it kicks off what's it like when you first arrive there and you think oh my god i've got a deal now with with experienced policemen i've got to be their colleague what's that like is there a fear involved with that the, 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 the fear
2: would be involved in what does tonight hold in store for me if, if i was on a shift that meant i would be patrolling union street then it would be, oh, my God, what is tonight going to bring? I mean, we'd drive down in what they call the meat wagon, the police van. Yes, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, before we got halfway down the street, a McDonald's thick shape would have hit, hit the grill to a roar of approval. Yeah. <laughs> a roar of approval from the mass, and, you know, as a case of, like, getting out and saying, like, who did that, chaps? And then, they, then the abuse would start... Um, It it was just a very stressful environment for any policeman, let alone a young policeman.
0: And, of course, your mum was very proud of you because it was a steady job. That's right. Was she aware how dangerous, potentially, Union Street was and being in that environment? Did you tell her?
2: Yes! And she was proud. I mean, she she had faith. She had faith that the the police had it covered, and we pretty much did. Um, But the, the fear was there. Yeah. Uh, I only ever really saw one serious assault on a uh, down there on a policewoman where she she got punched in the nose and flattened, and she was the tiniest policewoman you could ever imagine. I think that was possibly the worst thing I ever saw. But the the potential for something much worse to happen hung in the air. Yeah. It, it, it hung in the air. There, there, there was always uh, there were riots down there where, where the police was sort of. Uh, Uh, sort of you know held with bottles and what have you
0: at the time you were also competing in judo tournaments am i right at that point as well that's
2: right i really i really stepped it up at that point uh, because i felt i needed to be able to protect myself against these big tattooed hairy gravelly voiced police hating People that I was having to confront on a daily basis. So it
0: was fear that motivated. me to it, it was like fear that
2: motivated me to train.
0: And so that helped you to. Uh, the fear,
2: yeah, 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 yeah you're Sort of hating being afraid. So no, you know, it was it was the fear of fear. You know, I didn't want to have to feel that
0: way. And and I read that you about the Sydney Olympics you were going to compete. That,
2: yeah, that's right. I was until my until uh, my career was sort of halted by a serious knee injury. Uh, that that's what I was aiming for.
0: Was that knee injury during a, a
2: competition or... Smile? It was the, it was originally in a competition and then uh, because I was getting so close to the Olympics I ignored the pain which as we know all know is the worst thing you can possibly do. When your body is telling you don't do it but your mind is saying right come on push through this uh, and it just got worse and worse and I ended up having three operations on it and, and that, that sort of put an end to my Olympic dreams.
0: And... You know that I'm going to have to ask you this, that your career as a policeman came to an end. Yes. And I'd like to ask you about that, if I may. Yeah, sure.
2: Um, um, well, I moved from Plymouth to Exeter, which was my home city. Okay. Exeter's not such a violent, dangerous city, but uh, the sections of policemen were smaller, so uh, they're, they're potentially four or five people covering a shift i mean talk about a thin blue line and and uh you know of those you might have one or two reaching retirement age with bad backs you could have you know without denigrating police women a couple of police women and me it all fell on me so if there was a known violent individual uh, who needed arresting it would fall on me. If there was someone in the cell block saying, right, the first person to come through this door is gonna get it, they would come and get me and say, look, can you be that first person? Um, And there was that fear, mostly by now, funnily enough, the fear of losing my reputation, losing that status, and not, and the, 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 the blow that that would be on the morale of the rest of the section. Who all looked to me as their protector?
1: Right,
2: okay. uh, you know, I thought if I fall, you know, it's it's going to hurt them um, around,
0: and and that's a lot of stress. And that that's a huge pedestal for you to get knocked off. There, yeah, isn't? yeah, it is. And that, yeah. that that came about then from from being in Plymouth and from dealing with the stuff on Union Street. The fact that you were so good at judo, pr- presumably with how you carried yourself as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, my my size. And also by now as well, I had the experience with people to back it up. No longer was I a YTS policeman. By now I was 30. Mm-hmm. So I had that bit more credibility. Of course, you know, you're always going to try and talk someone down first. So I was... And if you have some presence and confidence about you, yeah. then you're much more likely to be successful in talking that person down because they can see that you're coming from a place of wisdom and not a place of fear. Sure. So So, so, so uh, you know... Nine times out of ten, you know, I'd be sent to deal with someone dangerous and they would say, yeah, fine. Um, if they can sense fear, then they will capitalise on that and push their luck.
0: So you are, you're the main man, you've got all this pressure on you. Yeah. And and nobody, and, and presumably nobody to talk to either about that, because what do you do? It's, it's almost, like it would be like, Jean-Claude Van Damme, just as an example I've got, yeah. getting halfway through a movie and going to see a counsellor. You don't expect yeah, yeah. No, that's right. So, so the pressure built and built? Is the like pressure it?
2: built and built, and I, I didn't feel that I could talk to anyone and say that I can't cope with this. I'm, why um, why it, not? It, it, just because you didn't want to shatter the... It movie? was... Uh, I mean, from a career point of view, it's career suicide. Okay. Uh, you know, as soon as you take time off with stress then if you're ever looking to get promoted, that then they'll think, well, this guy couldn't handle being a PC. What's he going to be like with the added responsibility? Yeah. Uh, it would have undermined the image that I made for myself, that I was the go-to fearless policeman. I wasn't a brutal policeman, if I can make that clear. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the techniques that I used were judo techniques to throw someone to the floor... Yeah. As gently as I could, and then uh, because judo, as well, continues on the ground with pins, I could then pin them and handcuff them with, yeah. you know, much more ease than your average policeman. So that's why judo was so perfect for police work. If, for example, I'd been the heavyweight boxing champion of Britain, that would have been no use to them. Uh, you can't break a suspect's jaw. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so I, you know, my my credentials fitted their criteria perfectly.
0: Fantastic. And then, and then it all went wrong? What happened?
2: To you? Yeah. I mean, I, again, th- th- this has changed, but at the time there was already a strong drinking culture in the police force. Uh, there would be a police club in every bar, and we would unwind at the end with, at first, a few pints. And then for me, a few pints became more than a few and more than a few. And on one night I drove home after drinking, um, and was breathalysed and dismissed from the force, and in a storm of a storm of outrage by the local press.
0: I mean, I can imagine the press probably would have a failed day on it. But I'm—I suppose I'm interested to know what your colleagues would have thought of that, because presumably they, they relied on you. Were, were they? And and I don't want to sort of dig up old wounds, but w- what what did they say? Would
2: I have gone down in the Restoration? Yeah. Yeah. No, because it wasn't that uncommon in the police force at okay. that yeah, sort of no, time. No, that's right <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, you know, for example, you know, uh, but people would we would have a rough idea of how much we could drink afterwards, and because we had our own breathalyzer kit. Okay. So, yeah. so you, you drink, but most, you know, most would have a few and drink and drive home. Uh, this this has changed completely now. Yes. They, they stopped. Uh, they stopped the police clubs. And, and, and drink driving has become even more I won't say demonised because it's the wrong thing but more sort of in, politically incorrect sure. back you go back I don't know the 70s it was just seen as a bad piece of luck yeah. you know in the 70s it was, it was seen as you were just plain unlucky yes um, you know if you're caught drinking driving that was before my era nowadays my god Oh, my God, you'd be, be better off murdering someone. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, we were somewhere in the middle.
1: OK.
0: Uh, if you're drink-driving, a policeman would have had to arrest you. Yeah. And, and that must be quite difficult for them to do that. Would it have been difficult? Uh,
2: Well, it was traffic. Okay. They're they they're, they're, they're known as guys who would, who would book their own grannies. Oh, really? Uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, and, and when I first got out of the car, I thought I was just going to say, look, it's Andy, look, just... Do one, guys, uh, but then I saw I didn't know them. I thought, ah, this could be a bit tricky, wow. um, and and uh, yeah, sure enough, they they really uh, they stuck to their guns yes, on no, it, no, uh, which no, I wasn't best pleased about. No, that that <laughs> sounds
0: a little bit a little bit spiteful, really. But
2: I'm, I'm trying it to. Would, be uh, yeah, it would be, it would be. I I felt I felt betrayed, no, no, uh, no, but. No, um, it would be to the to the public, I'm guessing, reassuring, to mm. think that it's not one rule for one and one rule for another. So
0: that just came out of the blue then, really, and, and you could say that you're unlucky and suddenly you're no longer a policeman. Yeah. What what does that do to you? Because you've built and built to that. You've got this amazing reputation, a yeah. guy can handle himself and to, on the surface even though underneath you know that you're not perfect you know that you've got fears yeah, yeah. everyone looks up to you they think that you're fearless how do you go from that to suddenly not having the career what happened?
2: Uh, I went straight into work, which was which, um was a you know something that i was well suited to and enjoyed sure. okay. and and there's a lot to be said for for door work with police work for example it's you're kind of fabricating, uh you're getting to the scene and dealing with something that's actually happened i don't know have you ever read the book the catcher in the rye
0: uh, no i should do that
2: i should do <laughs> it's it's about a kid um holding caulfield who just wants to be a catcher in the rye he wants to catch kids in the wry who are about to run off a cliff now you can do that with door work you can see something coming and intervene before they've actually got punched okay. rather than arriving as a policeman afterwards and, and trying to get some sort of restorative justice it's not the same the person already been punched uh, so uh, i i really enjoyed that aspect being able to head something off before it had actually happened, because I could spot troublemakers, I could see them give someone a shove, I could see them building up to punching someone, and I could be there and escort that person out. I, I loved that. No paperwork, good camaraderie amongst amongst my fellow doormen. Um, that I really enjoyed that, and it wasn't, it was half devastating to lose my job in the police force, it was half a relief because the pressure I was under. Yeah, so uh, uh, I mean, I lost my house. My wife left me. She'd married what she thought was a stable income guy,
1: yeah,
2: uh, and and then she didn't have one, uh, and, and that put a strain on the marriage. So my marriage broke up. Lost my job, uh, but I got the job as the doorman, and I wasn't overly unhappy with the transition. I would, uh, you know. In one way I was, and in another way I wasn't. If that makes sense. Of
0: course. Did they know that you were a a former policeman? Did the the guys on the door know that? Yeah. Were they all right with it?
2: They were fine. Um, Yeah, they they, they were. They were fine. Um, There there were a few customers in your eyes, a former policeman as well, um, who, uh, who who maybe thought, well, now this guy's a legitimate target, but they soon found out that I wasn't. You and know, I was willing to stick up for myself. Oh,
0: so did, did people actually try it on again? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah,
2: thinking, right, well, you, you know, you haven't got your uniform to hide behind now. Uh, you know, let's, let's see what you've got. Okay. Because, uh, you know, if, people know, generally, uh, people won't really hurt a policeman. They'll put up a token struggle. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a display against authority. You know, they struggle, they get handcuffed. They're not looking at serious time. They've just struggled against the doorman. It's different uh, to, to the average fighting man. If you knock a doorman out, uh, you've gained a lot of credibility. So, so now I'm i no longer I've no longer got that police uniform uh, to protect me in that sense. I mean, police um, police can be really dangerous, but uh, generally people will not put up that that kind of fight. But against the doorman, they. Very possibly, might put up that kind of fight. They might swing for the fences,
0: and so you've had to defend had, yourself. I've yeah, yeah. had your myself skills.
2: use my skills against guys like you know. He thought, right, this policeman is now fair game. He's no, no longer got his uniform to hide behind. Let's let's have a go.
0: And still taking care of them gently, as well with judo. With, with
2: with no less 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 gently now. I wasn't bound by the same rules, okay. and I thought. Um, uh, I need to make some examples here uh,
0: you know I, 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 don't, I don't want
2: I don't want a cue I don't, you know I don't want a cue of people if, if at the end of it that guy has been gently put to the floor he could then write it off as a bit of a flute think I've lost my balance and I, I mean I've heard that a lot of times when I've thrown someone they, they're like you, you caught me off balance they didn't realise the skill that's gone into <laughs> yeah, it of course. now if I've just let them up they don't really feel like they've been beaten Are thinking right let's have another go shall we uh so it, it was it was uh I, I, like i say i i had to m- make it clear that anyone who wanted to have a go at me it, you know w- wasn't going to get away as lightly
0: and presumably, word gets around. Well, I know yeah, was exa- that, was.
2: exactly, and that was, was. That, yeah, exactly. Word, word did go because made.
0: you get to know doorman anyway. If you go to a club regularly, you get to know the guys on the door. And if you're not a nuisance to them, they're always very friendly and very nice. Yeah, so
2: yeah, yeah, know, yeah. I'm sure I mean, there was there's exceptions, maybe less so now under the SIA, but uh, you know, where it's more tightly regulated. Yeah. You, you had you had some heavy characters back then. But again, that was a dying breed as I came to door work. Absolutely. I you know while whilst I was in Union Street, my God, they were heavy duty guys.
0: So would they beat people up properly? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. They would make
2: a bigger example, uh, you know, of people, and so that they became known as a crew. Just don't mess in this club, or you will get a beating. How would uh,
0: they do that? Where would they do that? Where would they dish out a beating if you don't? Probably.
2: Uh, uh, I mean, I can only... Uh, no, I didn't work down in Union Street at this time, and I'm not generalising every Union Street oh, door, because th- there were a lot of good ones. Yeah. But the sort of allegations we would get would be I was dragged down a back alley and beaten up. OK. Uh, you know, out, out the fire exits, round the back door, nothing much was cambered back then, and I took a beating. Now, that person might well have hit one of them, and, th- 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 you know, they they have they don't have the law to fall back on or they certainly wouldn't want to use the law to fall back on so they're sending a message out hit one of us this is what happens you get dragged out the back and beaten up and again work gets around Mm -hmm. you know so people are thinking well let's let's not hit a dormant maybe it's not such a prestigious target after all
0: yeah that kind of that makes perfect sense if that's your way of earning a living or someone's way of earning a living it's sort of it seems to make sense that you can't be seen to show any weakness no am
2: I, am uh, I... Y- yeah that's, you, you're not for again you, you're not a punch bag for the general public yeah but, but the uh, the club the club in extra that I worked were uh, you know very clean cut guys yeah. um, uh, you know it wasn't it wasn't that kind of establishment
0: yeah well, that's very interesting so you went into decline from there I, I, I'm only saying that I don't know how to word that
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah 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 um, what happened
2: I kept drinking. Okay. I, mean, I started my own security company, supplying door staff to other pubs and clubs, okay. uh, a, along with a partner. Uh, but I kept drinking, uh, which, which is never a positive. Yeah, On one occasion, someone punched my daughter in the face. Uh, she came to the pub where I was working and, and told me I went back down there with her. Uh, found that I was badly outnumbered. Uh, I mean she thought Daddy Ninja was going to sort the lot out but there there was about six actively on me and then there was a second layer waiting for me to go down Um, you know the the guy worked in that in that establishment and he was a popular figure so I was right up against it I picked up a bar stool and uh, cracked the guy who'd hit my daughter over the head with it and had to use it to fend off this kind of rampaging mob um,
0: so that they, they were waiting for you I, I don't want to dig up old wounds but sure. why, why did the guy hit your daughter I mean she's done nothing wrong surely uh,
2: yeah she, um, she was now the, the press made a big fuss about this right uh, but she, and, and she was underage at the time so uh, she shouldn't have been in that pub all her friends were in the pub I mean, I went drinking at such and such an age. She thought she could sneak out, get a drink with her friends whilst I was working on the door. So so, uh, the doorman had grabbed her and gone to throw her out and she put up a struggle and he punched her.
0: And your and of course your immediate reaction is I'm going to go down there and sort this out. And you said there were people waiting. Did, did, did they? She, un-
2: she must have said I'm going to come back with my dad.
0: Right, okay. yeah. <laughs> and they would have known
2: who you uh, were. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, no.
0: Right.
2: Okay. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they might have known my name, but I didn't recognise any of them. No. The, the the guy, the dorm himself, was. Spanish. He didn't speak any English. Uh, so um, I think that was part of the problem. You know, an English-speaking doorman could have said, right, you know, you don't look the right age, can you leave? Rather than take, gone straight hands-on and started pulling around. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, she was a handful at the time. <laughs> she, was, <laughs> okay. she was a handful at the time. Yeah, I, I can imagine she put up a bit of a struggle, but I mean, I was I was doing this job on a daily basis. I've never hit a woman, and I never would.
0: No, no, absolutely not. So then you, so you, you have you have got no choice but to fight. Then so you're going to have to deal with the guy, and there's all these people there, and you use all your skills to to defend yourself. Yeah, yeah. And then then the police come.
2: Well, I I uh, I mean I I. Used the bar stool to fend everyone off, then ran for the place. Okay. It was a bit of a Forrest Gump moment actually, because I, I mentioned I mentioned my knee injury. Oh, yeah. I hadn't been doing with my MMA. I hadn't been doing any running uh, because I thought it was bad, but it, it was actually felt all right as I ran. So after that, I added the running. I don't know if you remember that Forrest <laughs> yeah. Gump moment when the yes. clutches come off. I thought, oh, this, this actually feels a lot right now. Oh, that's um, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every cloud. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then I, I just waited and hoped that nothing would come of it, that people would, you know, put the pass behind him and draw a line in the sand, which wasn't going to happen, was it, when there was a bar stool involved. Although, although, I mean, I didn't swing it. In cricketing terms, it would have been a safety stroke. Right. <laughs> like it was, I was aware of the potential for injury. In golfing terms, it would have been a put. But it was still enough to put him down and, and keep, keep the rest away. But it wasn't, it wasn't a, uh, a home run. I, I didn't swing it like a home run Well, you could,
0: you could possibly kill. Well, them. yeah,
2: yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was kind of, uh, I, I moderated, sure. I moderated the force, but Yeah. It,
0: but then throughout your growing up and then your career, you've always shown a great deal of control. It seems like you've had appropriate levels of. Emotion, yeah, 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 yeah. Even with that, because presumably, if someone hits your daughter, the rage that you must feel. Expires.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah yeah I mean this is something that you know in the in the, uh, the post mortem with the probation services they actually used against me they said so you can control and use what you feel is the appropriate level of violence I'm like, yeah, is that a bad thing <laughs> they're, yeah. like, they're, they're like yes I think i was I was damned if I did and damned if i sure. didn't you know what i mean they, they said that was, that showed some sort of cold blooded psychopathic you know using Appropriate violence as and when, as opposed to someone who just loses their temper. So that kind of ruled me out of it. They said you don't need anger management because you're not an angry person, you're just a violent person. So that seemed to go against me. I would have said it should surely have gone in my favour, but. It's yeah. a big point, and
0: presumably now, as a, as a coach and as a trainer, you have to show a certain level of restraint and and, and various levels when you're training people. Because if someone comes into the door and you're sparring with them or demonstrating a technique, I'm assuming that you can't just go full on. No, every, everything's
2: controlled. Everything, yeah, uh, yeah everything, is, yeah. That's right. Otherwise, you put people off. Yeah, you? exactly. You can't go from novice. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you you wouldn't have any members. It, well, you would just have the toughest guy in the gym it would, yeah. it would well, be your only member and everyone else would be injured. So just you uh, and him. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. not yeah. a gym then, is yeah. it? Yeah, no, it's not. it's it's not the way to, it's not the way to attract a membership. No. Um, you know and it's not productive either. Uh, to it, master the skills, things have to be controlled. Oh,
0: absolutely. So then, um, so then you went to jail. Yeah. That, that's going to be very dark times. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, yeah. Are we all right to talk about it? Yeah, of course. And. Um, my first question, I suppose, about jail is, w- did the people in jail know that you were a policeman?
2: Right. So the, uh, they took me to Exeter and said, right, we want to put you on the, you've heard of the Rule 43, yeah? I said, no. They said, well, you know, you, you're going to be in danger on the wing. I said, well, then so be it. I was, I was just ready to fight for my life. I didn't, again, it was a pride thing. I, did, I didn't want that street cred that Andy hit up. On the wall forty three with the ex policeman and what have you, I, I, you know, I, th- I, was, I was I was ready to go for it. So you could and have been so
0: protected. Sorry to interrupt. I you. could have,
2: I could have, but I turned that down. That was that was a pride thing. Yeah. I mean, I can remember at the time I had a Spanish girlfriend and she was saying, "Well, it would just go on that." She said, "You'll be safe." I said, "They they spit in your food." And I remember once she gave me a coughing. She said, "How was that?" And I said, Yeah, great, so you said I spat on it just to get you used to it. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <I know>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I stuck I stuck I stuck to my guns and as a as a compromise they took me to Dorchester where no one knew me but I just went on the wing. Okay. So um, so yeah that they saved everyone a lot of trouble.
0: But also, it's quite a small community, though, in prison. They can find out, can't they? Presumably?
2: This was, uh, this was a concern that I had, but no no one did. It was, uh, you know, uh, when they said Dorchester, and I th- as they drove me there, I thought, hang on a minute, this is about half an hour down the road. Um, <laughs> I was like, Edinburgh sounds good to me. Um, uh, but, um, but again, I was, I was ready to fight it out. Now, everyone who goes in there is... Vulnerable, you, you know, either there's someone in there that they owe drug money to or they've been sleeping with someone's girlfriend who's in there whilst, the, you know what I mean? Or there are vendettas, feuds. No one in there is safe. And in terms of even with the ex-police badge, I still felt I was one of the less vulnerable in there. And uh, it, it never. no one ever recognised me. I mean, the thing was as well, the guys that they sent me after to arrest as a policeman were the most dangerous guys right. so, so you, you know I had, I, I had some serious enemies in there yes. these would be the guys who were running the flipping show in there um, Run, running uh, the show in jail Yeah, yeah. Well, they, what they,
0: crimes have they done what were they doing
2: I, I, I mean one was arrested for murdering his axe uh, you, you know uh, all kind of a, a variety vi- vi- you know violent these are proper criminals. violent people. Proper then,
0: violent criminals. Who, had yeah. they
2: have met you in prison and recognised you, it would have been, uh, yeah, it would have been pistols at dawn, <laughs> you know. But I was, I, you know, I was ready for that. I, I, that. That's been my life. That's been who I am. I've, I've had to face up to fear as a policeman. I had to face up to fear as a cage fighter. You know, that's that's always what I've done. You know, and I, you know, I'm not saying I would have got out of there without someone coming at me with a. a, a a blade or something like that, and if need be, I would—I was ready to use one back. Uh, you know, I was so—you uh, um, you, know—when in Rome, do do as the Romans do. But uh, yeah. you know, so same with the doorwork. You know, I was ready. I was psyched up, ready to stand my ground. Yeah. Uh, you know, if if I had to, but it, it didn't come to that. Yeah. Are you glad it didn't
0: come to that? I'm glad
2: it didn't come to that. Yeah,
0: that was like—I uh, think—I think that's what journalists refer to as a leading question but, but I, I want you know yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, so, yeah, it's yeah, such yeah, an interesting yeah, yeah, story right. yeah, that, yeah. That, that I kind of want you to be glad you know
2: yeah yeah
0: it's yeah, yeah. Like the thought get I mean I, d-
2: I can remember on one occasion there was uh, uh, it nearly came out because I was uh, uh, you have a cellmate as you, as you know you have yeah. a cellmate and as you probably know all your letters are screened and opened up and read okay. you know so that someone can't send you drugs so what they would do is just open up the letters and leave them on your bed. Yeah. And a former colleague of mine, to, to, to boost my morale, had sent me a load of photos of me at training school. I walked in and they were scattered across my bed. I thought, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, but my cellmate, I don't think he would have minded if I told him we had a good. But I just thought, why you know, why take that chance? Uh, you know, so I just, I you know. I thought, you know, um, let's just keep this one under my hat, shall I? So I just quickly scooped them up (laughs) and burnt them. Uh, Yeah, it was, you know, it would have, I, I just wanted a quiet life. I just wanted the same, you know, prison is a violent place for anyone. I just wanted the same chance as anyone else. But I think if you can handle yourself and you're not a bully, you've got a good chance of getting through there. Unsca- unscathed.
0: Did people try it on with you? No, anyway? no, no, no. They, no, no, they test you when you. No,
2: no, no, no. Not, not as someone who wasn't throwing his weight around, but would have been a handful to tackle. Why, why bother? Yeah. You know, why bother? There were much easier targets in there, and and vulnerable. You know, vulnerable people, non-fighters, they are vulnerable. You know that that people will just walk into their room and say, right, hand over your tobacco rations for the week. Thanks so much. What a waiter i mean you know they're not safe places and i think they could do so much more but everyone's short of money aren't they and you know they've got people's attention in there as well people want to change they don't want to be there if you're going to convert someone now's your chance uh you you know and uh with with more education more opportunities in there you've got a really good chance to rehabilitate people in there and that that chance slips through their fingers and of course i saw as well the decency in what was the other side of the coin when i was a policeman you know the 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 the, the criminals were the enemy. as such i I don't think enemy is too strong a term you know they, they were they were they were the guys that we were supposedly all trying our best to protect society from and then, I, you know, I saw, you know, I saw another side and thought, no, they all right. The, the, the thing that astonished me the most was the number of times that I'd been called a pig. I just assumed that that was the terminology that was used behind the police's back. But whenever they were talking, they were saying, yeah, so the police came and arrested me. I thought, so you just used this terminology to affirm? Policeman. <laughs> and then, oh, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and then when referring to the police when they're not there, it's just, yeah, the police came and did this, that, and the other. Yeah.
0: That, that, that's interesting that you've got to see both sides of it yeah yeah yeah. And yeah I guess I guess if if you're a policeman and if you feel that you're in danger they are a kind of enemy because they're a threat to well, you well this and, is it? Yeah. But it but it's yeah
2: and, and, and you, you're not you know as they see it you're not doing them any favours you know they're already at their lowest stab and, and you're looking to you, you know convict them and they could go to jail and and uh, you're the person that's doing that, so so they're, they're not they're not gonna love you for that. There's no, no way. It's no. Uh, you so, know, I, I I didn't love the policemen who were convicting me. Um, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but they're not, Yeah, so yeah, I understand. So uh, yeah.
0: So what what did you learn in jail? Did you learn anything from being there? Was it time to reflect?
2: Yes. Yeah, I did. I did. It, it, it's the perfect time to reflect. I, I mean, I was. There was a fair bit of self-pity involved because I thought, you know, I, you know, what sort of person wouldn't want to protect their daughter? Yeah. You know, I, as it happened, I was, I was in a position because of my skills and what have you to do that. But I thought most people would want to do that. So I was just uh, lamenting my misfortune. Like, have, have you read Wind of the Willows? When, when they finally catch yeah. up with Mr. Toad, his ego is just out of control, isn't it? <laughs> he's, he's just stealing cars, racing off. You've got flipping... Uh, is it Badger and everyone else yeah. and Ratty trying to talk a bit of sense into him I could just see that because there were people trying to talk sense into me while I was in that phase of my life and I thought oh no wise friends why didn't I listen to you uh, but then I, you know, it, it was a good chance a good opportunity to replan the rest of my life
0: did people in prison know why you were there? Because that, yeah. that, that seems yeah. like quite a noble thing to do. I, yes. I'm going to be honest, I'm supposed to be objective and not judge, and I haven't been to prison, but I cannot, I can't judge or knock a, a person for def, defending someone they love. I can't do it.
2: Yeah. I, yeah,
0: Even though it's illegal, but morally, I don't know. You know, the, the guy did something very wrong, and what were you meant to do? And I, maybe this is what People might listen to this now and go, hang on. You're talking too much about yourself, and you seem to be siding with violence. But I'm yeah. not. Were people yeah. sympathetic to what to the reason you? in? Yes,
2: they were. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, uh, I mean, we were all. None of us judged each other. You know, it's it is such a uh, volatile environment. Right. You, you, you know, everyone is just trying to get on with anyone else because things can. Escalate, and I saw them escalate very rapidly.
0: What
2: would happen? Typical example. Uh, for so someone, you know, someone would, you know, at night time, people would be shouting across and having conversations from cell to cell, okay. and then someone would shout, "Look, shut up! I'm trying to sleep." Yeah. And then the next thing is blades. Yeah. You know, it could escalate from that to blades. Someone's got slashed, and I mean, I they, mean, they would, you'd just see them a day later stitched up like a football. And uh, I tried not to get involved in anything because um, I didn't want any aggravation. I broke up one vicious fight, which was in the showers. I didn't feel I had a choice there. The worry was that if a prison officer walked round the corner and saw three of us tangled up, uh, you know, we're not talking about a defence barrister and a judge and me being able to justify myself. The prison officer would just say, right, you're involved, that's your tag gone you've got an extra six months, because you can get the early release. But one of them had the other around in a headlock, and he was smashing his head into the corner of the shower. And, uh, and I, I, I pulled them apart. So that, that, was, that, was, that was the only time I got involved in anything violent. But I, I, you know, the guy could have got seriously hurt, I could do something about it. No one else did, everyone else was thinking that same thing, if I get involved in this, I could either fall out with one of these two guys or, you know, I could get pulled in as being part of a brawl and, and, and end up losing my early release. But I, I did do that.
0: Did you fall out with either of them or were they, were they OK?
2: They, they, they were, I thought, I thought the potential was there because uh, I didn't quite, uh, the guy that was doing the bashing, I said to him, I, I tried to put it as succinctly as I could, I said, right, you, fuck off. Yeah. I said, you stay there. Right, so I, and then afterwards I thought, is he going to take offence about the fact I told him to fuck off and my next get slashed in the showers? But he just turned and walked away and, and didn't hear anything more. The other guy didn't even thank me. Yeah, wow, so you really <laughs> yeah, that. No. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, other than that, I, I, I walked a diplomatic line as, as most of us did. You know, most people most people want to get through their time uh, you know as quietly and peacefully as possible and then to me the guys who then mobilize themselves in prison i mean it should be a time of reflection and rehabilitation the ones who then mobilize themselves into a gang and start trying to take the place over robbing people taxing people what hope is there for them you know what I mean? They are, taxing. They're taxing, same as robbing. Just saying, yeah. right? You know, hand over your tobacco. Hand over this. You know, what have you got in here? And uh, you know, you've got a gold chain on. Like, right, we'll take that. And uh, and bullying. You know, bullying. You know, if if you can't learn while you're there, then are you ever going to learn? Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, that's. Um... That's amazing, actually. Break, breaking up a fight, doing do doing the right thing is not easy sometimes, is no. it? What, what, doing what you feel is right Yeah,
2: no, 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 not when there's so much at stake. I mean, I did it for a living as a doorman, but there, you know, when you're on the outside, you've got the, a very fair justice system that you can fall back on, and you can explain yourself to the police, you can explain yourself to the jury. That, like I say, a prison officer can just say, right, you were involved. No tag." you're serving your full sentence and if you try arguing they'll just take the TV off you um, and that's, that's it it's the, like the strict childhood I never had um, yeah. so yeah.
0: and then you get out of jail yeah and
2: and start really going at the mixed martial arts to cage fighting you know I, that that, that I, I decided you know do what you enjoy it burns off negative energy I went to Alcoholics Anonymous Stop drinking and, and this was a positive part very positive you know era for me
0: well there's a lot of there's a lot of different types of people who go to Alcoholics Anonymous as well I'm, I'm yeah. assuming
2: yeah 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 but, yeah. what was right. it like
0: walking in there the first time because presumably that that's quite scary isn't it to, oh is it scary to admit that you've got a problem and to to turn up at wherever the AA meeting is and to walk in there and, and again you're, you're in a position where you could be quite vulnerable but you, you this time there's no martial arts this time you've got to stand up and you, can you remember the first time you stood up and said my name's Andy and I'm an alcoholic
2: yeah I I didn't find that too uncomfortable because I knew I was surrounded by alcoholics okay. and what I didn't realise about it was they'd all stopped drinking right. I thought it was guys who said yeah I had it last week you know but I managed to keep it down to two sessions a week I didn't think it was possible to stop drinking I couldn't imagine that yeah. You know, and I'm like, honestly, you, you haven't drunk for five years, and they're like, Yeah, I thought, and then instantly you've got that kind of uh, herd instinct. You suddenly think, Well, if this guy can do it, I can do it. So, so, uh, so that, that was powerful. Uh, the other thing, I mean, I don't think, I mean, I wasn't intimidated looking back with hindsight. I think they probably were because I assumed in my ignorance that everyone who drank went down a similar path to myself. Yeah. So I'd be like, yeah, so uh, I, you know, I'd had, you know, I had a few pints and you, know, you hit the guy with the bar stool, and you're talking to women who had like two bottles of vodka under the bed, who might have burnt their husband's tea. And they must've looked at me thinking, oh my God. But I, like I said, there, there were different types, as you pointed out. Yeah. There, there, were, there were varying types of alcoholics, and I was kind of that extreme version. Uh,
0: yeah and it, well because it's something that that affects so many people anybody can have a drink problem but what I find quite interesting and this gets to sort of now your, your situation now as a as a coach and as a trainer and as a motivator anybody um, can become a martial artist can't they
2: yes they can yeah yeah
0: and, uh, and I'm very interested in because um, presumably there's, I met some of the guys and they were very funny yeah 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 and you you say on your website that you remember what it was like to be to be nervous I think I think nervous was the phrase that you use so yeah, yes yeah, yeah to people's needs
2: yeah that's right yeah yeah yeah
0: can you tell when someone walks in through the door what they're going to be like N-
2: not really okay. not really you know that they've made that decision uh, to make a change yeah. uh, that they're entering into a Contact sport. Yeah. It's difficult to know who's who's really going to take to it and apply themselves because everything to me is about hard work. And and so you know anyone who, who's willing to put the work in can go a long way. You know and and then but you don't have to. You, you could just come in a couple of times a week, stay fit, yeah. feel confident, stay in shape, and and enjoy yourself. And, and a lot of my members. Uh, you know that, that, that's great and they're, they're both great you, you know every, everyone's welcome you've seen that it's a hardcore club it's not oh. the, it's not the rips so as a result of that our gender ratio is somewhat imbalanced I think we've got one female member she's like a pit bull she's, got, she's, she's, she's a prison officer oh
1: right uh, yeah, yeah
2: she um, I mean and, and she will get stuck in but generally um, yeah it's, we've got you know bantering men Yes. As, as, you, as you saw yeah absolutely. you know and, and, and quite a few are using jujitsu as as their therapy you know if, if they weren't burning off that negative energy that negative energy in a positive way you know they might be burning it off in a negative way you know they could be drinking and life is hard isn't it life you know life is going to throw you some low balls you're going to lose people you love you could get um, I don't know you could lose your wife lose your job I and mean, I've had all these uh, yeah, you know and, and and it's short as well and drink does make people feel better if they have that inclination towards it some yeah. people some people it does some people it doesn't me it certainly did so you know is it any is it any surprise that someone just thinks well life's hard I'll have a pint of this and I'll feel better the drawback being the next day <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. um, you know you, you've got the hangover and you want another one, yeah. um, you know? But it's, it's it's an easy route to fall down of it when, when it when it is it is a tough world out there.
0: Oh, anybody could go down that route. I'd like to ask you about your own career fighting as well. So you get out of jail, and then you decide, right, I'm going to really go for it now with MMA, and and you're trained in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as well. It's yeah, like yeah, lot, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And then you and you compete in tournaments all over the world. I mean, please tell yeah, me about yeah, that. yeah, yeah, sure, yeah.
2: Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I had a good initial win streak, um, which uh, and I got to rank number three in the heavyweight rankings. Uh, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I got my black belt. Obviously, I was a black belt in judo, and I was a judo international. Um, I actually even did chess boxing as well. I don't know if you've ever heard
0: of that. Now, chess boxing, this is the, an absolute gift. I want to know about chess boxing, I have to ask, because that, and, and you know, and the thing is... <laughs> That's that to my ignorant brain is playing chess and punching people. I mean, what an amazing combination! Yeah, yeah, yeah. How? What's that like? That's I know. Amazing.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's great fun. It's great fun.
0: Great fun. So, so, how, how does it work? What are the rules?
2: Uh, you you play five minutes of chess, then immediately they race in take the chess. Chess set out, and you box for three minutes, right. and you alternate until someone has either been checkmated or knocked out.
0: That is one of the most incredible things I've ever heard. Yeah. Did you Did you win?
2: Yes, most of the time.
0: And and what which how did you win? Checkmate or knockout?
2: V- a variety of both, uh, because my chess is good, and my you know obviously I'm a yeah. professional fighter, so uh, I mean my boxing isn't wasn't the strongest part of my MMA game, but it was still. I was a professional fighter. Right. So, uh, but I've, you know, uh, there was no one that could compete me with, with me in the UK, but there were, I, I had evil twins dotted around the world. There was a guy in Siberia who was a high level chess player and he boxed for the Russian under 18 team. Right. Uh, so, and you know how good the Russians are. You know boxing, oh, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And you know how good their amateur system oh, is. Oh, they're so well skilled. Um, uh, I mean, there was an Italian guy who was a doctor with his own research lab very good chess player now i went out to berlin to fight him and they told me that his record was f- six fights five wins so i thought well that's not that's not too bad i got out there this was kind of pre-internet days or at least yeah. i hadn't worked out how to use it and uh, they said yeah five wins out of six as a pro 60 amateur fights I thought, ah, right, okay. Bearing in mind, I'm more of a grappling specialist. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I ended up fighting him three times.
0: And, wow, I, I think I just think that that's amazing. That is, that's extraordinary. I, I just love the idea of chessboard. I can't stop sort of grinning. I think it's... So, it's yeah. So, is, there, is it quite funny? Is it taken seriously? It there's,
2: there's a, there is... I mean, it gets sell-out crowds in London, and there is a comedy aspect to it isn't there I, obviously it doesn't feel funny for me doing it at the time no. because I'm about to get punched in the face albeit it's a luxury to get punched in the face with a boxing glove and not an MMA glove yes. I mean, you've seen the difference in well, you, you know, my first sort of boxing match I, I, you know, the guy landed a clean shot I thought oh my god because normally if, in MMA something would be about to break <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know what I mean and, and then I felt that bit of extra padding and thought oh this, that's not so bad that's not so bad uh, but yeah, it's I. I don't feel the comedy while I'm doing it. No. But you can hear the, the audience really get behind it. And the, the, it's a very sort of good-natured. I don't know if yuppie is the term London anymore. Is that out of date? Uh, but, but you know the, the kind of out, upper affluent Londoner crowd, and and they'll that they'll you know let's say someone lands a low blow, they'll be. Kind of theatrical
1: booze. they will be wow. like boo,
2: and also if you've got two nervous geeks who, who are clearly chess players who've never boxed before, as they as they get as they get lined up to face each other, the crowd will start shouting fight, fight, fight with hand clapping. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean, like you do that school playground fight, 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 just to increase the nerves. That is amazing. Uh, that is, the crowd makes it as much as the fighters do wow.
0: uh it's
2: it's, it's such a, it's such an ambient Nate, crowd
0: and now and now you you train people as well
2: yeah 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 and,
0: and can you ever see fear in a fighter
2: you uh, i mean all fighters feel fear on the day i, I say all i, I mean all the, all the ones i've ever met yeah. it comes in waves there is a point prior to the fight when the insanity of what you're about to do suddenly becomes blindingly apparent and i think to myself for god's sake andrew this is going to be the last time get it tattooed on your arm do not do this again just to remind yourself and then that goes and then there's a feeling of confidence and then of course once this is sort of fight fight or flight Instincts running through me. I I, I can only really talk personally. And uh, once I'm in there, the nerves go. And and it's just a case of trying to win. Yeah, I bet
0: it is. And um, when when the fight is over, win or lose, how do you feel?
2: Much happier if I win. Uh, And then... um, Dejected if I lose... It's, I mean if, if I lose something's gone wrong I've, I've, I've miscalculated so you know there, there's a hole in my game there, there, you know there's something I need to work on and I'll, I'll start going away and, and working on that and improving it
0: and what's it like when you've when you've trained a fighter up I can see you guys are very close and I can see that within sort of 10 minutes, of yeah, minutes yeah 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 what's it like when you train trained someone and they've lost a fighter does, does that affect
2: oh you? big time big time big time I mean I uh, mean uh, the longer I've been coaching the better I've got and we we just had a fight at the weekend uh, and the fighter just absolutely stormed through against a good opponent but how can I not be part responsible if I've approved the opponent and I've trained the fighter and he's done everything I've said then how am I not part of that Uh, but the thing is it's going to happen I'm competing against other coaches who know what they're doing it, it, you know it's, it's it's part of the game but yes do I hold myself responsible yes
0: I do and where, where's it heading because you, you got a you got a gym I mean you, you, it was interesting because you sort of you said to me oh it's a bit rough and I walked in and my eyes lit up because I thought yeah, 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 yeah. Cause I thought yeah. I said to you every single piece of equipment in here is here for a reason there's no yeah, cosmetics yeah. it's this is a place of work yeah, yeah. And, and what, what's, what's the dream
2: yeah uh I want the farmer here has offered me a bigger barn because we we can't fit everyone in now It's it's, it's got that big so so that's great and uh it's just i mean the, the two sort of things two lessons I learned in prison not not as a result of being in prison, but the two conclusions I came to in prison were do what you love life's too short. I spent fourteen years in the police force i not sure I enjoyed a day of it. Um, so uh, and, and the other one is, uh, if you help other people uh, or if I help other people, I feel good about myself. Uh, so if I can help someone get to where they want to go now, if that's the UFC, great. If that's the next belt in jiu-jitsu, great. If that's to lose a stone and a half, great. You know, the respect, the warmth. I get back off that, feels so good. And, and, and that, 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 that's where I'm heading. I just, I just want to help people get to where they want to go because that makes me feel good about what I'm doing.
1: Thank you very much for listening. And thanks again to Andy Costello, who was an absolute delight to spend time with. And if you Google Project Mayhem MMA, you will find his gym in Exeter and I thoroughly recommend going down there if you want to learn how to fight, because I think you'll be in great company. Honestly, the morale there is amazing. It's a great gym. Thank you to everyone who was subscribed as well to the podcast, and of course for the great comments that you've been leaving. I appreciate every single one of them, and if you haven't subscribed and you haven't left a comment on iTunes, if you could, I'd appreciate it very much. I would. I'm, I'm sat here in a recliner chair on a Sunday morning doing this, and i know i'm not alone i know there's people out there listening but the more the merrier i have some really interesting interviews coming up i'll be going back to dave courtney's house and i'll be speaking to brendan again i've known them now for about five or six years i will be having martha to come on and tell her side of the story as well so i will be explaining what happened to her and my motivation for doing the podcast And I will be speaking to various people who have committed various crimes and they'll be reflecting upon it. So there's loads to look forward to and I'm just delighted with the feedback that I've had and the support that I've had and I hope that it continues because I couldn't really do this without uh, some kind of feedback. It's not that I'm needy, it's just uh, I'm new to the world of podcasting. I might as well be honest about it and I intend to get good at it and I couldn't do it without your help. So thanks again, and I will speak to you all again. Take care.